Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. So from time to time, we like having guests join us. And today, Mark Ruffalo, who both studied with Stella, studied with me, was directed by me, directed me, uh, has recently opened in Poor Things and gotten phenomenally positive critical response. So I decided to invite Mark to join us today. So they don't know what writing looks like. Yeah. And so then periodically, my God, you get to do a piece like Poor Things. And it's not just what writing looks like. It's what filmmaking has the potential of doing. Yeah. And I would say that's true. I mean, I don't know when I've gotten to say it's only been in theater where I've actually got to say uh, words that were sort of that. Um, imaginative, well-crafted, just perfectly uh, that character. Unless it's, you know, unless I'm playing someone who's real, who, who you know, a real yeah. person. I have fabulous memories of you, of course, and, you know, suddenly screaming in that brilliant Mel Berenson play we did when you just suddenly stopped and said, my God, my best friend committed suicide. I feel nothing. What kind of actor am I? Yes. <laughs> I still, yeah. I, I think, oddly enough, what made you a pain in the ass when you were younger, it has become your strength because you know when you're lying. And, and that's really interesting. I mean, one of my favorite Stella quotes is when you lie on stage, it should hurt. And I think that was your frustration. I, I think your frustration was always you knew when you were lying and you didn't yet have the tools to solve it. Yeah. And I'm I'm dying to know, how did you move beyond into that? Do you have any idea? I mean, I, I, I don't even know where, where that actually came from, honestly, uh, other than that feel, just being very frustrated that it wasn't, <clears throat> it wasn't true. Um, well, you know, you, <laughs> you were there with the fucking throwing the books, you know, <laughs> the temper tantrums, all, you know, the, the, the yelling and the, the frustration with Godot trying to uncrack that nut. Yeah. Uh, that was, um, probably my gift I guess um you know over the years like you said I I have gotten to learn uh how to access those those things you know just through probably just a lot of experience I've just been lucky to have so much experience up against you know all the plays we did we did what 30 plays yeah and and, and so you just you just learn a way of working um through that and uh you know, I still cr cringe at certain things. I still get really frustrated. A lot of it, Milton, and you're right, it has to do with writing, too. It's like, you know, the Berenson play really didn't give us the ramp to um, to get to that moment. You know, it, 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 I mean, it's also, I wasn't, <laughs> I, I didn't know how to get there. But um, writing helps a lot. Uh, it, you know, if it's done well, it really does sort of, 
it sort of funnels you into the moment and it builds it properly for you and it helps you quite a bit. Sometimes you don't have that. You still have to access it. Uh, I guess you know what it is ultimately what I didn't have that I do feel like I've, 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 you know, developed over the years is imagination. You know, being able to, uh, you know, I, I remember reservation road. I had to like, I had to hit a kid in a car and I kill a kid. And I was like, I, I, how do, I don't understand that that is, you know? And so I just went to really building um, that event and seeing his face, you know, uh, at the moment of impact and uh, the fear and the shock and um, and then, you know, the flash of the body bouncing off the car and, and into the ditch and um, the moments preceding that. And, you know, that became the core image of that whole character's journey through uh, that, that movie, you know, and that, that's when I was really like, okay, if you, if you invest in that time, you know, and you build that the way we were taught to do it, that can feed you. And if you're open to it, it, it can move you. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's something that I, I keep, finding myself going back to it was interesting at the q a uh, the uh, in new york on poor things and it was it was very funny because uh emma and willem both thought it was so weird that um that do, when they were rehearsing they were in sweatpants and you were wearing pants and i was talking to my student caleb about it and i said here's something you have to know I arrived at rehearsal for Godot one day and I said to our friend Tim, who was playing Pato, I said, where the fuck are Mark and, and Chris? And he said, they're on Hollywood Boulevard looking for boots. And so I, I, and I said, you finally arrived back. And I said, the funny thing is uh, we did a revival of the production 10 years later. Uh, just because we were all involved in the same theater and we were doing a fundraiser for the theater and it was like a one night only thing. And I said, both Chris and Mark still had the boots and the costumes. And I said, the only difference was Mark hadn't washed his in 10 years, but... <laughs> or or the, from the day we started rehearsal. No, never the... did. It was so yeah. interesting. But my thought about the way you work is that you layer in piece by piece what you can believe is that even in the ballpark of it it's it's like what not only what you believe but but what actually is is informing um your reality um you know what we what i learned so early on from being yelled at from stella by stella <laughs> was just you know how important it was to have a costume and 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 you know there was a reason for that because you know it, it starts to tell you so much about your character and um i remember i was, for poor things i i even i was like let's take this to i was talking to a perfumier uh, a friend of mine 
And he's like, do you ever, have you ever thought about, you know, do you ever use sense as uh, a character? Like, um, you know, do you ever wear a scent that a character might wear if they do wear a scent? And I was like, actually, no, but that's a really interesting question because, you know, our sense of smell is so uh, powerful mm -hmm. and uh and and so he's like, well, what would you what would this character be? I mean, and I sort of explained it to him. He's like, oh, you need to be wearing oud. And so I went out and got some oud, which is fucking expensive. And um, and I was wearing that. And, you know, it's it's very uh, it's kind of stinky. It's very rich. It's it's very sultry. It's it, it's very old. Um, and um you know, even that little thing was giving me a little bit of Duncan. Um, but like you said, I, I, you know, when I was going to rehearsals, I was like, I, I need to put something on that is going to help me because I don't understand this guy at all. I mean, he is so far away from me have, in every way. I love that you turned the part down <laughs> when, when they offered it to you and, and that you said to Yorgos, I can't play this part. And he knew you could, which I think he's a genius for knowing that. I can't believe he, I mean, I'm so grateful that him and Emma uh, saw in me, uh, saw me in this part when, when I really couldn't, I mean, who's, who else is going to give me this part? Who else has this part to give? Well, I, I guess mean, like, this part doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. And uh, yeah, I was really selling myself short. Uh, and God, thank God, you know, everybody, Sunrise, my team are like, are you out of your fucking mind? You have to do this. Of course you can do this. And, you know, I'm so, yeah, I'm so happy I did. It was so liberating for me. So listen, just a reminder, our sponsor, WeAudition.com, is a total full-service platform for actors where you can find a reader, you can put yourself on tape, you can get an acting coach. It's also really cheap. You sign up for like $10 a month. However, the good news is anybody who listens to our podcast gets a 25% discount by plugging in the code ACTINGCLASS. Anyway, I suggested you try it out because it's terrific. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You and I did two plays together early in our lives, and neither play were we ready to do. No. I mean, which, was our, which was what we, it was such a luxury for us to do uh, theater in LA. The fact that we did Long Day's Journey in tonight, which is, I mean, what the hell was I doing directing it? What the hell were you doing playing it? Fortunately, we had five months of rehearsal. And yeah. even though that's become mythological, the truth of the matter is what we did night after night after night 
was go through every technique exercise we knew trying to find it. Yeah. And, and we had the time. And I learned how to direct and teach. And you got to experiment. And, and yeah. you know, and that was really a, a, another gift. So and, unheard of. Yeah. And nobody, 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 nobody would ever have five months of rehearsal. And if we did have five months of rehearsal, there's no telling what we could come up with. And then, of course, the next play that we did together for reasons that make sense, but don't make sense was was Godot. And but but this is what I really remember. This is it's because I've seen a lot of Godots. And they never measure, I'd hate to say this, they never measure up to our production. True. Rather than actors who start from the outside and first do the clown act, you were working from the inside and layering on little by little. What and and you know, another great Stella quote. I have a lot of bumper stickers of hers, and one of them is uh, I can believe this much today. And I felt like that took me off the hook about everything. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's like, I can believe this much today. I don't have to do the whole performance. I mean, it's affected all my directing and teaching is I don't have to do the performance. I don't have to walk in with the way I envision it being at the end of the day. That's fine. But it's like, I can believe this much today. And that's me. And that's fine. And I really do think that is an an enormous strength of yours. And that's what I, I that's what I mean, the reason I wanted to talk to you about it is because I think that's important. I think the way you built this over the top character. I mean, we believed everything. I mean, you said you were worried about the accident. And I said, well, what, how could you worry about the accident? It's an invented character. Of course he has an invented accent. <laughs> who even knows if he's even English? Uh, who knows? Yes, exactly. What is he? Well, so going back to it, the, the seeds were, were certainly planted with a style that we found for Godot. And... It was a similar process here because I did try the naturalistic version of this in my own time. And, you know, the hours that I'm wandering around talking to myself in the shower, when I tried every single attempt at how, what this was, what the style of it was. And it was, it was very similar to Godot. I mean, what we were banging against was what the dialogue what what was the style that the, that the the dialogue had to be um, framed in to make it actually work, and um, and we, we you know like you said it wasn't Chekhov. We kept bouncing off of this idea of realism, you know, and and it just kept kicking it out. It was just like no, that is not it, and um, you know there was the cue of. Charlie Chaplin. I mean, we were wearing those clothes. And again, it was like, how do you fit those? What are those clothes telling you, you know, in the moment, but also historically, like who is the little tramp, you know? And, uh, and, and that's when like, yeah, you were right. That's when we found it, but we were, you know, this is what I believe today. We, we were working on that relationship. We were working on um, 
understanding what we were trying to, what we were saying in this total fantastical world and having to actually, um, having to actually like uh, justify what we were saying, having, you know, coming from that place where it, you just couldn't say the words you had to, it had to be, um, it had to be motivated by some relationship. And uh, so we had, you know, it is, it's that layering process. And it was like this, like that for that, for this, it's like that for every movie I do, but I don't have the luxury of three weeks of rehearsal with the cast um, playing. And I'm trying things and, um, and, and being outrageous. And, and, and so in the same way, I started to say, I got on the scent of what that style was. And once I understood what the style was, yeah. I, I could, I knew where, how far I could push it. And it said it had to be pushed that way. It, the, the dialogue, the script was telling me it had to be pushed that way, you know? Otherwise it just wasn't working, Milton. And, and, and for some reason, I know when it's working and I know when it's not yeah. working. And it really is unrelenting. It's unrelenting. It's a nightmare. I mean, it's like, it, it, I think probably what scared me the most was knowing like just how uh, brutal it was going to be to get there in a way. But you know what? It, it wasn't. And um, yeah, I mean, I had all, I had my crazy moment about the accent. I had my crazy moment about the hair. I had my crazy, mo you know, like I'm always thinking I'm about, you know, four hours away from being fired you know and that's how i felt like <laughs> and by the way the other day yorgos did say to say to emily she told me he said she said i don't know what i'm gonna do with him are you sure this guy can do this <laughs> <laughs> because milton it is that thing of like trying all of this <laughs> stuff on until I find my way into it, you know? It's literally like bumping into furniture until I, like, like a blind man trying to understand a, uh, a you know, a warehouse, you know, full of, yeah. full of, uh, oh, full of furniture. God, that's so brilliant. I kept watching, I kept thinking, God, how did the other people put up with him? Because, uh, I, I mean, I, because I knew that um, it, it could not have been easy to get to no um no but you know we weren't working from the script we, we never worked from the script we literally never talked about the characters we never talked about the tone we never talked about the script we never talked about what it meant these wow. rehearsals were literally just games and getting intimate and and I would hear the one cue that I got was hearing Yorgos laugh and hearing the rest of the troop laugh. And then I was like, okay, but Willem said to me at first day on set, he's like, wow, man, you, you really are going to go with that. <laughs> he's like, I thought rehearsal was one thing, but I, you know, <laughs> and he too, he was like, are you out of your fucking mind? You're going to like, go that far and that big but at this point Milton, i'm like fuck it man i'm so sick of mark ruffalo whatever <laughs> whatever that is i'm so sick of it that literally there was a there was a, a a part of me that was like flirting with disaster that that was like seeing how far i could take the ship 
towards the reef before actually just crushing it on, onto the reef oh. and going far. God, what if, and, and you had the, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, all you had the opportunity to do it. Me too, buddy. It just yeah, is like I'm, a miracle. I am surprised you didn't get fired. Um. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. I'm always surprised I didn't get fired. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. We all are. I've spent my whole life feeling like I'd walk into a classroom and somebody would look at me and say, you are so full of shit. And I'd think to myself, oh, my God, I just got caught. Um, you oh, know. yeah. Yeah. I have no idea how I pulled this off. You know, you're always trying to throw your elbows out to, to like stay one step ahead of of what people expect of you as an actor. I mean, if you're, you know, I I, I get I just get bored, you know, I and I just want to keep I want to keep being challenged. And, um, you know, I want to hear something funny. Yorgos said the other night, he's like, Mark, you're a terrible dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Are you, what are you kidding? And he's like, no, you're a terrible dancer. But that's why you're so good. And I was like, well, he's like, because you will keep working until you get it right. You look at me, look at me. You can do anything. And I was like, hey, hey, no, he's like, no, look at me, listen to me. You can do anything. <laughs> but it was, it's that thing you're talking about. I, you know, I have to really work really hard. Not, not, none of this, none of this came easy to me. None of it. There's no reason that I, that I should, should have been an actor, you know, that there's just, just naturally no reason, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and he, he saw that. I, nev I never heard anyone really articulate it like that. I Don't Need an Acting Class is hosted by Milton Justice and produced by Walker Vreeland. Music is by Jeffrey Kieser and Nicholas Gabrielson. If you want more I Don't Need an Acting Class, we encourage you to sign up for our bonus content on Spotify. You'll get access to all bonus episodes, including video episodes. Also check out our website, I Don't Need an Acting Class.com, where you can find more info about the podcast, the book, and of course you can get all of our latest news about upcoming classes. Uh, if you ever have a question for Milton, he loves hearing from all of you. Uh, just send us an email, questionsformilton at gmail.com. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you back here next Tuesday.